Hello and welcome to the Toucan Echo podcast with Harry and James. How are you doing today, James? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? All How's right. lockdown? Lockdown's fine. <laughs> just just kind of um, muddling along. I think we're, we're, we're now at day four of total lockdown here in the UK. And it's only been four days. <laughs> it's going slowly. It's okay. The days blend into one, I think is the way I describe it to most people. Um, so there's definitely times where you can feel a bit low and indoorsy. Mm. Um, like it's not got really bad yet, but there's definitely times I'm just like, you just feel a bit kind of meh. This <laughs> you, you you can feel like there's less to like look forward to, or whatever. And I think you realise like how much of your normal life is made up of going out and doing stuff. Maybe that's not like too much of a surprise. Mm. Um, but so you have to kind of be a bit more active with like going. No, I'm gonna go and do this thing or think it can feel like you're ill or it can I mean it's a bad bad thing to say but it can feel like you're ill or feel like you're on holiday or demotivated just because you're at home mm. yeah there's always this thing that's hanging over you that's stopping you from doing stuff I, I, mm. i'm actually um finding it all right i'm finding that i've got quite a lot more free time i mean kind of makes sense but it's, it, it, it means that i can do more stuff like a podcast uh, on a thursday evening Hello. Or I can spend some more time editing videos. Um, mm-hmm. I can spend some more time doing demos for maybe a potential new Toucan Echo album. Ooh, <laughs> tantalising prospect. <laughs> um, so, there's advantages and obviously clear disadvantages. Um, but day yeah, four. there is an element of like, you always want to have more time and then suddenly like, in this weird situation... Um, and obviously, sad situation, but like all this time is then thrust upon you, and you're like, "Oh crap! This is what I <laughs> thought I needed the whole time to get stuff done." And then suddenly, like it, the responsibility is on you to um, mm. to make the most of it. In a way, um, that's what we're doing because we're making the Toucan Echo podcast. Mm. So, what do, what do we want to talk about today, James? So we were just discussing off what's what's off camera in podcast world, off mic. Yeah. Off, <laughs> off, off sound. Off, off air. Off air. Yeah, that works. We were yeah. just discussing off air what we were going to talk about today. Um, mm. And I think we want to talk about um, the studio, or at least what the studio means in a Tucaneco world. Um, so it's going to cover a little bit of home recording, a little bit of how we got to where we are in the sense of how we've recorded our songs once we've made them and played them live. Um, and talk a little bit about our album, Walk to Circus, the one and only Tuco Echo album that um, exists so far. Uh, and I think it's discussing a little about that because um, it's kind of linked into our recording style and stuff. Hmm. Um, Sounds good. So, yeah. Sounds good. So, then, should we start from the beginning? <laughs> let's start from the beginning. So, I, I, I think... Where, where does this all stem from, James? So, we... We, we've always see, we, we always seem to have been able to record ourselves. Um, now, to me, as the humble drummer, at least in the beginning. <laughs> at least in the beginning. Not now. <laughs> I've grown an ego. <laughs> Love it. The humble drummer. It's, al- it's always seemed to me like you've just had a way of recording, recording the band that we've been at the time. So um, where, where did that start? Right, where did it start? Um... 
So, I, something I always wanted, and like it happens to, you know, there's there's some proportion of guitarists or musicians or whoever who decide that they want to take it further and try and record themselves um, and get really into that side of it. Um, and that was that was me. I remember. I don't really remember why. I just remember having the idea of being able to kind of legitimize yourself by putting your song on a CD. Um, I remember being kind of obsessed with the fact that we could have a song on Windows Media Player, <laughs> which sounds kind of weird now, but um, I remember going, oh, if only I could get our song somehow onto Windows Media Player, then I could put it on a CD and then we'd be like on a CD and people could actually listen to it. Because before you solve that problem, and this is like when about nine or <laughs> ten or something, like it's pretty soon after um, like starting playing guitar, um, you kind of want to record yourself. So the first thing I can remember getting was like a little digital four track called a micro BR. Um, and it was this little like silver box um, that you could plug your guitar straight into or it had like a microphone on it. Um, and I remember thinking like, oh, this is like the most amazing thing. Like we can actually record ourselves. And initially, remember, we used to just do, we used to just um, record our band with it um, in the room. Like so either one mic in the middle of the room sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, so we did that. We also did ones where we tried multi-tracking. So we would like have you just play the drums. Oh, right. Have me just play guitar. Have like Ed, who was our mate, who was singing when we were 10, um, would like sing over the top. But we couldn't work out how to like bounce it all down into one track. So we never actually took any of those recordings. further. Oh. But yeah, we had this little four track um, that was was quite you know it was quite good and i used to start making demos on it and that kind of i get obsessed with that because you could get more guitar tones out of it than i could out of like my sort of simple amp that i had um it had effects on it it had whatever it was a, it was yeah it was a pretty nice uh, nice way to start um so that's when we made our first recorded songs i don't think we, we must have recorded stuff on phones at that point as well yeah i think um, I, I remember having some phone recordings for sure. Um, but they distort so much that they're not really... Mm. Um, and plus, like, old-school phones, it's quite yeah, difficult for, to get the files yeah, around. Yeah, and in, in 2007, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what kind of phones are we about it's, then? <laughs> it's not the same as now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where it started, is, like, this four-track recorder thing, going, oh, we can, you know, record ourselves, and I can record myself playing guitar into it and whatever. Mm. Love, just, like, love doing that. And then from then on, you just kind of gradually try and expand it. Um I then tried to find. I then got a, um, my first like computer program, um, and but didn't plug it directly into the computer. Or like transfer files one at a time into the computer, oh. um, and then like edit them on there for a bit. Um, and so, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, you can get something that just plugs directly into the computer, but you need to buy like a microphone with it. So it just like gradually gets more and more complicated. So um, yeah, then bought some really cheap microphones and preamps and then we um we made uh actually i'm gonna plop the demo in here where we made we made an instrumental because we didn't have a singer <laughs> at that point <laughs> it was before we'd started our high school band but we um made some multi-track recordings using my like primitive computer setup um and i've got and you probably haven't heard it in ages it's called ever wondered Yeah, I do remember that. I remember that. Um, so that was one of the first things we made with like um, 
microphones. How did he get a kick on that? Was that an electric kick? Maybe we did that on the micro BR. Maybe I'm lying. Anyway, we made sort of um, various recordings in this kind of hyper sense. And then eventually we moved completely to the computer and got something that can actually plug uh, microphones and whatever uh, into there. And then we made some demo recordings in our um, in our band 531. We were slightly older and we had a singer at that point so we could make full things. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, We've got kind of started to get like guitar amp simulators that mean you could plug straight into the computer and you don't have to mic out amplifiers or anything. Um, it just grows and grows as you mm. sort of get into it. But um, the ability to, I think what appeals to me most about home recording is the ability to make demos or make songs on your own terms. Um, mm. Being able to achieve the sound yourself is is kind of a, personal achievement when you get there and you get something you like but it's also just part of it's an extension of the creativity so the creativity doesn't stop when you have written the music and the lyrics and then you have to go to so and so in a proper studio and pay money for that to be committed to you know um committed to an actual file that people can listen to Uh, the idea that i could just do i could do that part as well and just be completely like independent and not be charged for like trying to make a new song i suppose yeah um was the original the original thing um so yeah then freedom yeah yeah it is that's a big driver of it um but it's also fun and you can also get really into the like science of it and it's an interesting mix of the kind of physics of sound and whatever and the creative side um so yeah that's the kind of drive to do it so i've always Uh, alongside you know band projects musical projects been quite heavily into the recording side so i've always wanted to be the person who gets to record the band and um, set up the mics and try and mix it and stuff um i like being able to do that part of it i was i was going to ask um what's what what's the kind of setup that we have now um it'd be (laughs) quite interesting to sort of get that because 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 we've got quite a different setup to back in the day when we had uh some 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 cheap microphones um recording yeah. my, my my drum kit in james's basement so <laughs> <laughs> first I mean, of all i mean I... i've got yeah, an electric yeah. drum kit a good old a trusty um roland electric drum kit which um has served us incredibly well over, yeah. over, over the last maybe four or five years recording recording in like uni halls um being able to record drums in uni halls is was absolutely unbelievable. Mm. No, no one can do that. Um, that was that was a genius purchase. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what um, drove me to get it. Actually, I think it might have been the idea of being able to record it really easily. Um, and mm. I think it was being able to play quietly. But having an electric drum kit means we can just plug plug the drum kit into the computer, like James plugs his guitars into the computer and just record it like that, which mm. is great. Um, and we've got all yeah. sorts of other pieces of tech. Um, I mean, James is probably the better person to speak about this, but we've got all sorts of um, guitar plugins and <laughs> mic plugins. <laughs> yeah, no, go on, keep going. <laughs> and and um, a <laughs> million plugins? tape plugins, like oh, all oh, sorts so of tape plugins. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. I think the big the point where we transitioned from this like really simple start where we just had either a microphone in the corner of the room or a 
four track recorder and then we bought some basic microphones and the big step up was we recorded an album in our old band 531 um called make the calls where we then decided to try and step up and record everything ourselves so like a bit more than demo form so that's when we purchased a few more microphones for the drums and more uh, inputs and we we kind of had a quasi well we we had the most basic of studio setups you know we had like mm. proper speakers to listen to it on we had microphones to to use um, and we set up in Alex's house for a week. Um, so Alex was a singer at that time. And yeah, we set up in his house in the summer holidays. Can't remember the summer holidays. Oh, yeah, um, good. <laughs> and <laughs> we set up, you know, the drums in the hallway and whatever and uh, just recorded ourselves from um, start to finish. So that was um, a good learning experience because we'd done a, a studio session with that band, but we decided to do the next one ourselves. I, th- I think it's probably because an album was very expensive. Yeah. And we... <laughs> decided we wanted to record a whole album yeah um and that followed on we did um other ep we then start so that was like layered but then we started recording live so um for people that don't know like often the way you record proper songs now is you do like one instrument at a time so you'd do all the drum tracks then all the bass tracks and all the guitar tracks synth tracks whatever then all the vocal tracks um rather than playing all at once um we then moved to playing we did a couple of eps where we played all together Mm. um so we in in that band um and we got quite into trying to keep some element of like performance all at the same time in the recording because we really um i mean i don't want to speak for you but we thought they were really good um the, like good. vibes and stuff off the uh what we call the punky p i can't remember what the actual lost in sound lost in sound lost and sound or something <laughs> it's on soundcloud <laughs> you might be able to find it on soundcloud it's lost on soundcloud <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so, um, I mean, I don't know if that's interesting to people, but the the kind of, yeah, it's just this, like, gradual um, acquiring more stuff and upgrading gear and whatever as you go along. Um, and then we hit this kind of point where well, we didn't really record... We recorded demos in the counterpart in the Elston Guns. We did an EP as the counterpart, actually, where we mic'd up drums. So we kind of do this... Um, we kind of do this jump back and forth between like electronic and acoustic. So a lot of the stuff that we did in our old bands was like micing up a proper band. So all their guitar amplifiers and drums and um, everything is like a proper instrument. Um, but then when we went to uni, that's like much harder to do. So um, that's when we started using electric drum kit for Harry's drums. Um, and all of this kind of lays the foundation for what we're going to talk about, which is Walk Circus, <laughs> um, where we, we take that to a next level. Walk Circus. So Walk Circus is, um, as as James mentioned, it's, it's actually officially the um, the Tukaneko debut album, which um, sounds yeah. cool. I, I don't often think of it that way, but that, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did the um, EP yeah. first, and then we did the album like a year later. Yeah. Um, what do you, what would you say the big differences are between the album and the EP? If we're just talking Tukaneko now. If we're just talking to to, to me, it was the um, kind of experimentation, the the, uh, mm-hmm. the way that we sort of. I, I guess we have more space to mess around and kind of create different sounds because it's a it's a whole album. First of all, so you've got at least I, I guess ten tracks that you can mess around in. So um, mm. not every track has to be sort of like a almost a, like a single. You can have some. Well, they're called album tracks. You can have some album tracks on an album, which are sort <laughs> yeah. of more, um, less sort of like a single and more um, just a bit different, I think. Um, mm. So I, I liked that because 
I mean, my, my favourite tracks on Walk to Circus are the sort of um, middle ones. Like there's, there's one called Long Form Dream, which is uh, basically an instrumental and it's really cool and experimental. Um, mm. So I, I'd say in terms of differences, it's um, more experimental. Um, well, so it, it's, it's our first, um, it's, it kind of, I guess it's the first piece of music or per, 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 first like project that we did that strays away from that pop rock, pop punk sort of music that James and I have always done. Um, so for me, it's quite a milestone because of that. Mm. I think yeah. well, we talked last time about like how being two-piece like gives us more freedom um, in a like live playing scenario because you don't have to sync up with other people. Mm. I think from the recording side, it's kind of weirdly, weirdly, not weirdly, don't know. It's, it's made us um, more adventurous in the studio for some, like for some reason, having less <laughs> members and less ability to play it live meant that we weren't trying to do something that had to be recreated with guitar bass drums mm. in the room at the time it, it just starts in a different way it starts from a blank slate and like all these sounds and technology and whatever that can just generate anything anything yeah. you want i think we decided to use that really for the first time in a little bit in the ep that we had before but a lot more in walk circus we're like right we're not gonna make the same style that we have before and we're like going to push for different sounds. like i don't want to just mic up my guitar amp and have it sound like it has done in the past um mm. we want to like manipulate the sounds and um break i think it was just kind of break out of our own rules a bit so it's not necessarily breaking the rules of um music or whatever you know there's lots of bands that use auto-tune and stuff but for for us it was like we need to break the mold of being a a four-piece rock band um, yeah. we, we don't want to start this new format and just be the same the same thing um so yeah i've got a cut it's quite kind of fresh and um sort of liberating i think for for me because it like pins all these times where it's like it's often being made where we're just like crowded around a laptop and suddenly all these all the songs that would have to go through some sort of democratic process in a <laughs> in a band format is now it's kind of like bring it on it's like oh yeah. i stumbled on this random sound or this um little synth riff or something and it's it's not like oh we can't have a synth riff because we don't have a synth player in the band it's like i raise you a <laughs> i raise you a drum loop or like you know mm. it's kind of trying to build on the experimentation rather than limit it to a certain lineup if that makes sense yeah i mean like i, I think um Quite a good example of that one, just like finding a random sound. It's a track, track called Patina on the album, and and I think this one. I think we were doing like a uh, um, some of the tracks from some of the tracking for Edit, which is the first track on the album, and mm. and we spent like all, all all day on Edit, and then all of a sudden we were like, right, let's let's, let's find a cool synth sound. I think we intended mm. it for, um, to be for Edit at first, but um, we, we we stumbled across the sort of arpeggiating synth that that you'll hear at the start of um, Patina, and we were like, right. Mm. It's literally like whacking the keyboard with one yeah. hand, and then it just goes like, ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, stop everything you're doing. Drop everything. <laughs> Forget Edit. <laughs> Let's do um, this. And it was like, I, I think I think all we did on that day was we... Um, recorded a drum loop on top of the arpeggiating synth, and then we just sort of left it on the shelf. But mm. it, it came back, and we and we kind of made um, patina off the back of that. And 
to me, that's that sort of the kind of the kind of thing that we got from creating as a, a, a creating as a two. Um, it's like mm. we could sort of we had the um, we we were sort of nimble enough to drop edit and then um, do another track and um, mm. yeah, it's just, it's just, it was just way way more exciting being able to sort of rummage through all the synths on Logic or put a different drum sound onto my drum kit to see what comes out um, and just mm. deciding to take a song in a completely different direction um, just, just for the hell of it to see, to see where it would go mm. um, yeah I think there's a lot of that it's a different like fundamentally it's different because when you're in a band and you play in a room like you're trying to capture the sound of when you play in the room like it's always trying to replicate something that you've created live whereas now it's like trying to get away it's trying to go in the opposite direction it's not putting mics up on the drums and on the guitars and trying to get them to sound exactly like that they did at that point it's trying to Mm. go right this sounds like a guitar what can i make it sound like that isn't like it is now it's trying it's going off and exploring the the harsh woodland (laughs) ahead (laughs) rather than taking the easy path round in the field it is it is i'm i'm actually just now thinking that it's um uh, another reason the walk circus is different is is that we actually we actually kind of did fundamentally change the process of the album um because 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 normally i mean the the process of like our album creation and writing and recording what what we've done in the past is we sort of wrote a collection of 10 songs we'd rehearse them as a as a band and they're they're ready to go as as, as soon as we hit the studio mm. but in this in with with walk to circus um I guess we didn't really have enough time. We're, we're both working full-time jobs. Um, so we don't really have time to set aside a week to record an album or two weeks to record an album. We don't, we don't have a summer holiday anymore. Mm. Um, so we kind of just spent the odd like weekend working on these songs. Um, mm. and, and I think that kind of led to us compiling together bits of like demos of songs um, we, we never really came to the studio with a finished product so it's like, mm. I guess it's the first time that we'd actually written in the studio the studio mm. being um, a laptop in my living room next to my drum <laughs> yeah. kit or, 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 on the or, floor or yeah, we decided <laughs> to set up for that <laughs> um, so, so I think there's a bit of um, changing the kind of fundamentally changing the creative mm. process there. It's, it's not just um we decided to make something different. It was like, we kind of had to, we didn't have the option to stick to our old ways of creation. We had to do something different. And yeah, it's a fair... So I, I think that contributes quite a lot to the sounds that we made on Walk to Circus. Mm. So that's why, that's why it sounds quite a lot different to even how we play the songs live. Um, it's fundamentally like a different process and a different aim. Um, we were aiming to just smash apart anything that we sounded like before Mm. and go like you know what why not can we can we not have auto-tune and synths and uh, ambient track and um you know we'll trade drums for like tabla or some indian instruments kind of using the technology we have to simulate those things quite well um and that's why it's like oh i want a funk track like well we'll make one and (laughs) um you know uh, I want a track that's like a bit like Paul Simon. We'll make one and we'll produce the acoustic track, not with an acoustic guitar, but with a slightly kind of slow R&B vibe. Um, mm. It's kind of meshing loops together with us actually playing with 
you know, sound effects with like overly distorted um, saxophone <laughs> in breathing yeah. space, which descends <laughs> into kind of noise chaos. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so it to to me, it's kind of uh, for for us, it's quite like fulfilling. I think because it it shows us this breaking of like new ground um, hmm. across a whole album as well, which we hadn't done in quite a while. We hadn't done, you know, for yeah. six years or something. Um, so mm. it's a different. Um, it's it's cool that we got to the point where we made that many, made that many songs. Um, and yeah, as you said, like the writing of them was different because it was not. They weren't finished <laughs> before we started recording them. They were often written like level up. Like, it's so funny, like the process, but kind of these songs that become ones we play all the time. Mm. Like at the time, it was like, oh, let's make a funk track that's a bit like this. It's like, okay, yeah. start drumming and I'll think of a riff for it. Um, it's <laughs> funny that, you know, that that kind of approach, which sounds like you would just come out with the biggest dross ever, um, can actually be things that you really like. Mm. Um, I'm not very good at finishing songs. I'm not very good at finishing lyrics. So often it has. I have to be there recording the vocals until I go, like, right, what am I actually going to say here? Yeah. Because um, mm. I'll leave it ambiguous right up until I have to. Um, so, yeah. That's that's what I get when I uh, when I listen to it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's um. It, it it wasn't just like we kind of we were like let's make a funk song. I play the drums and James puts a riff down. That 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 was almost like how how we formed the ideas. It, mm. it, it would it would never be that that's the uh, the final product. So we we I think we actually went through maybe two or three. Yeah, there's a lot of demos for each um, track. Yeah, I suppose the tracks didn't um, exist when we were first recorded. I mean, in a lot of cases, we kind of recorded over the demos. Like, in some cases, we would demo with, mm. like, a loop or something, but then um, we'd replace tracks, and actually, like, some bits from the original demo end up on the end recording. Um, like Brushstrokes. So, Brushstrokes pretty yeah. much went straight <laughs> from demo to album version. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be replicated, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, I, I can see like how it's probably quite confusing compared to how we sat, how we play the songs live, etc. Um, but I kind of like the, again, that we're not trying to replicate them. Like the songs when we wrote them weren't trying to replicate anything. And when we play them live, like we are playing the song with the similar melody and lyrics, but not necessarily the same sounds or structure. Like, um, there's, there's this kind of, um, I suppose in, in general, I mean, been thinking a lot about guitars recently and guitar tone i just feel isn't the same it, thing so i'm just gonna go time, for it. yeah it is all the time it is all the time um i'm looking because because uh, <laughs> everything's in crisis at the moment i'm seeing if there's any crazy deals that i can cash in on um but i'm thinking a lot like about how like guitar music and rock music is so determined to try and replicate like this so-called like golden era in the 60s and 70s um and granted, like, that music's amazing and sounds amazing and um, it has this kind of mythological air around it. Um, so I can get where that comes from, but there's so much of rock music, like, having to be, you know, music that originally broke the rules back in the 60s or 70s. Like, half the sounds, you know, the weird experimentation that they did to get what we now absolutely worship as their sound on the record, or, like, rock and roll in general was about like shattering the establishment all the rules that were there for music you know 
all the older generation hated, thought it wasn't real music and couldn't get it. Mm. And now, like, here we are 50 years later saying, oh, it's not true punk or true rock and roll unless you do this, 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 or, oh, you know, Jimi Hendrix's Strat used these particular components, so we're going to make a 3,000 quid guitar that's got exactly the same thing with whilst not having any improvement. Um, I suppose in general, I'm going off, like, having having these sets of rules upon you um when like we've actually got the capability of of doing it like you know we we could play a song in a certain way in a room and we could record ourselves playing it how it sounded in that room but it's kind of almost denying the reality that we could we could do two different versions now like we don't have to we don't have those limitations um and mm. it's it's not kind of fake or not real that um, our studio songs sound like one thing and our live songs sound like something else. It's not like a... I don't know. Don't you find when people go to gigs, they always say, oh, it sounded just like the record. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want that. Those are my least kind. Of, those are my least favourite gigs. When it sounds, I want to be surprised at a show. I, I want to hear something different. But mm. I, th- I, th- I think to, to your point about breaking the rules and... Um, like that, that that's what all the uh, rock rock bands in the 60s and 70s were doing that was like the uh, that 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 was the experimental music at the time um i i kind of begs the question what would what kind of music would i don't know jimmy hendrix be making if he was around mm. in, in in modern times and i've i know for certain that he wouldn't be copying what um mm. would be would have well, been but he done. might be because he might be quite old now so he might be resting resting on the classics. <laughs> Maybe I mean I was I was more thinking if um, he was kind of actually our age, like born in oh, the now. kind of nineties, and he's had. Oh that yeah, sort absolutely. Of... Like they'd be they'd probably be doing like electronic music to be honest. <laughs> I mean, who um, knows? Who knows what they'd be doing? <laughs> um, but oh yeah, I mean that's like one of the main things I find inspirational about all those artists. Like I do get into all the kind of gear they used to use and whatever because like it's more of a nostalgia thing because you've grown up with their sounds. So like being able to replicate that sound is quite like a rush mm. um, because it connects you closer to the music that you really like. But um, yeah, no, the, one of the things I like about those artists was just the relentless um, creativity and pushing for more and pushing for something different and trying to expand themselves. And, you know, um, it was, a, I went to a talk at Abbey road last year um, where they were talking about the history of the studios and stuff and they had some stories about like when the Beatles were recording different albums and what they kind of communicated across was just like they were never resting on their laurels or like never satisfied um, with like something they'd done before or like just phoning it in and doing another uh, and that was really unusual kind of at least in the early days um, obviously the late 60s got very experimental across all sorts of different genres and bands but um, you know, you used to have a career by having a hit and then playing that hit until people, you know, milking the cash cow until people stop listening to it. Mm. Um, but they had this thing of like, you know, I think, and they said even um, Paul McCartney was in uh, to record one of his recent albums, and like he was trying to find a new room to record the drums in, even in like his seventies. And they were saying, <laughs> oh, in Mother Nature's son, he like hiked the bass drum down the stairs to get like a certain echo and. Um, John Lennon was famous for going like, no, I don't want that mic. I sang in that mic the other day. Um, so all of this is just making me think about how we go, oh, you've got to sing into this beti- certain type of microphone or this certain type of uh, 
guitar amp or whatever to achieve the correct sound um and i think that's part of what i found like an inspiration in walk circus is like we almost had some self-imposed rules of like we're like a kind of guitar rock band and we um want to be able to play it all live and we can't have any synths because we don't play synth live and whatever mm. um but when we started this without a kind of thing of playing live that led to like well let's actively i want people when they're listening to go to not get it in a sense or to like to to have a bit of a a new experience at least yeah <laughs> but at worst be like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> i quite like that because I... <laughs> um I, I i show my music to some of my friends and sometimes <laughs> they'll hate it <laughs> <laughs> So sometimes they were like, okay, <laughs> or or, 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 <laughs> yeah. or the big thing actually is um, <laughs> when I show like the, the the videos I'm working on to um to my housemate yeah. Aaron or like to two others around, they were like, all right, <laughs> all right, <laughs> fine. This is, this is, the title of this is going to be Two Canico realize how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! No one likes them. Damn it! Oh, um, are we actually bad? <laughs> we're not. Potentially, we may be. It's a fine line. I um, like it though. I... <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so um, I think Walk Circus is our version of trying to break all those rules and and maybe maybe hopefully it comes across a bit on the album. But for a lot a lot of like the memories of it for me are the kind of quite we made it quite a lot through summer and we had a trip to Spain where it was kind of almost finished. I remember when we had that like tragic pub crawl and we walked back and we listened to like all the (laughs) sort of half demos we had on the phone on the way back, kind (laughs) of going. Oh, like which song is going to go here, and I'm going to add this and this, and yeah. Um, so it was a real God. It was hard to get it like finished and nailed down. Um, I think that's the downside of all the options that we have now is like because you can change every sound at any point, um, <laughs> or you know, and like you're making it yourself, and there's not like a deadline, particularly. Um, it's hard to go like that is the master. I'm not having a. I'm having this of the 200 synths. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> I've made a decision. Yeah. Um, so that was a, it, it took, you know, from we recorded like the first note of the first demo in probably June, 2019, 2018. 2018 yeah. yeah. And then f- it came out in April, 2019. <laughs> yeah. But we only doing it on weekends. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper took six months of full time work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're doing all right. <laughs> So um I think um after all this talk of having to push boundaries and experimentation and, and all of our heroes did um maybe 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 it's time to talk about the album that we're going to be working on in quarantine. Oh yeah. Um so we've kind of yeah made a joint decision that as we can't you know a big part of what we've been doing over the last probably six months or so maybe even longer um is like working on our live playing um mm. so you know we we made this album having not done very much um live practice or whatever but we kind of realized that actually it's quite a big part of the band is us playing together and like the like two people is gonna naturally sound quite thin unless we work at it so we work really hard at trying to expand our kind of sound and get tighter and stuff um but now just as we're kind of getting into gigging (laughs) sort of gigging territory and whatever uh we've the whole world has been locked down and Mm. we can't even go and practice in the same room 
Um, so it's probably time, and you know, it's definitely time yeah. to kind of make a walk to circus too. Um, because we can trade demos back and forth. We can layer tracks. We can do that same process of creativity that we did before. Um, so effectively, yeah, we're going to make another another album, hopefully a whole album. Yeah. Um, if we make it to enough song, we've got like one we'll or two songs so far. <laughs> what, what I'm actually, um, what I'm quite excited about is because yet again, we, we've been forced to change the process. So we, 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 mm. yet again, we can't, we can't do the, do the same thing that we did last time. So I'm, 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 mm. I'm interested to see what comes out. Um, yeah. Comes out of the uh, isolation here. Um, yeah. So the way we're going to do it just for, um, sort of explanation of the listeners is that mm -hmm. i'm going to try and make an initial or i mean maybe you can make initial demos of songs if you want as well oh, um, okay, but you know even if you've got like a synth riff or whatever you could pop it mm. over yeah. but um yeah i'm gonna make initial demos of songs so me like singing playing guitar or whatever uh on top of some sort of drum loop um and then i'm gonna send that to harry over the computer webs Mm -hmm. And he'll delete the drum loop and put his own human drum loop Straight using up. his hands and fists. <laughs> I, I won't even listen to the drum loop, James. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's I'll just delete it. But yeah, it's not even on my version. <laughs> uh, you'll never hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's gone before you even... Can't even bear mm. the thought. Yeah. Um, so yeah, either we're going to release a Two Kaneko album or I'm going to become an electronic artist. Mm. But... My drum programming is so bad that I <laughs> think I think you'll become a singer and guitar player way before I'll become like an EDM <laughs> producer. So I should be more worried than you should. Oh, um, we'll see. But yeah, we'll it's, see. A, it's a different process because I, I'm going to make a demo and then send it kind of off into the stratosphere with no idea what's going to come back. <laughs> I don't, you know, we're not discussing the changes. Um, it's It's like two completely solo creations but on top of each other so yeah it is a an interesting process but it's it's definitely one that will reflect the time that it was made because it's not it's made collaboratively but in a very individual layered mm. way <laughs> so it'll have kind of no live feel at all because we can't play at the same time um yeah so yeah it's it's going to be a walk to circus too in that way um as in at least my, my i don't have a kind of vision for the whole thing yet <laughs> Um, I don't have like an arching because I don't have a set of songs or anything yet. Um, my only kind of determination is to push. Uh, I want to push the melody writing a bit. Um, I want to push like the the genres and the feels to things we haven't done before as well. Um, you know, I think a lot of Walk to Circus was like production. Um, a lot of it was, you know, we we were kind of in the same... I suppose, I suppose we did go across the room, but a lot of but our collaboration was kind of we'd record something and then we'd like manipulate it or change it or whack loads of different stuff on it. To, so we, it'd be a lot of like sound manipulation. But um, I think I want to try and do, you know, types of genres I haven't done before or melodies that I haven't done before, like trying new scales, like kind of use it as almost an exercise to get out of my out of my comfort zone. Um, so we have the the first demo is is out. <laughs> it's 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 in my hands currently. The first demo. <laughs> I, I, I think I mentioned it briefly on the uh, on, on the previous podcast, but um, mm. it's um, 
my my initial reaction. I can't remember how I described it. Um, it was Rhythm of the Saints, Paul Simon, crossed with post police sting. Yeah, sting. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that isn't you know it's my attempt at expanding, but it'll probably still end up being the same influence. Yeah, but but, but, um, but it is 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 two of your biggest heroes still. <laughs> Um, I was trying to make it kind of a Santana, but um, I mean to be fair, Santana isn't too far off the combination of those two artists. So, Um, so yeah, it's an exciting time. Um, uh, Sort of, and like singing about, you know, what I'm going to write about and sing about. Like, I try. I think it would be too, too obvious to just go like, oh, we're all isolated don't know <laughs> you know it'd be mm. quite easy to go like oh stuck inside or anything like you know anything like that so i'm trying to expand the themes a little bit I almost want it to be like refreshing rather than um enclosed so we'll see mm. that that's very vague but <laughs> we'll see what comes out mm. yeah i think um for me rhythmically i've i've been wanting to try and pull off some kind of latiny drumming for a really long time um but it's hard uh mm. so i haven't I, I i don't think i don't think i've quite got there I, I don't think i've quite pulled off a convincing sort of latin groove on one of our tracks yet mm. so um i think one, one of my um goals is to kind of push push that boundary a bit more and hopefully add that sort of flavor to my drumming palette <laughs> yeah. We're going to get out of isolation and go, right, what the hell do we do with what we've just recorded? <laughs> some songs don't work in a two-piece jam scenario. Yeah. Some of the ones we've recorded, we're like, well, we can't, it doesn't really yeah. work. <laughs> that song's done now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I suppose other bands have songs they've never played live, like album tracks and whatever. Mm. Um, it's just when that that's most of the album. Um, but yeah, so it's exciting times. Um, so... Better, you know, better get cracking, really. Get demoing, get recording. Yeah, um, shit. There's a real yeah. element of unknown of uh, how it's, where it's going to end up and what the kind of arc of it's going to be and what the sound's going to be and how it's going to work with the demoing back and forth. But mm. um, from the clip I heard of the drumming over um, the drumming over the first demo, it's very exciting. Um, it's exciting because it's something that I like, I would never have thought of on my own, obviously, and um it's just it it goes kind of out and then comes just just comes back changed and you don't you know it's it's not you don't get to see the bits in between of it of Mm. it being worked out it just comes back with something um something new it's like christmas (laughs) cool so yeah i think that's a good uh a good summary i don't know how long we've been nattering on for Probably almost 40 minutes, maybe a bit longer. Yeah, I've got 47 minutes. That probably leaves it in a good place. We're going to make a Walk to Circus 2. And awesome. Walk to Circus is out now. Cool. <laughs> well, um, hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, bye. <laughs> <laughs>